Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's unpredictable. He's relentless. He's fearless. He's smart. He's a jerk. Oh, man, what a jerk. How would you describe Kirk Minahan? He's talented. He's blunt. He's complicated. He's the fakest tough guy I know. He's honest. A self-proclaimed weenie. He's angry. He's actually a good guy. He's a psycho big-mouth prick. I wish we had more Kirk Minahans. How would you describe Kirk Minahan? Combustible. Unpredictable. Venomous. Chesty. Obnoxious. Selfish. Polarizing. Pompous. Enough about me. Let's get to the show. It's Kirk Minahan's Enough About Me. Uh, I was listening... The, uh, the night that Pete Shepard went on his legendary and infamous diatribe against the station, previous management, it was absolute insanity. It was the best and worst, I think, of Pete Shepard all at the same time. He hasn't been on the station since. Uh, he's the one guy who we're not really allowed to talk about. We're not supposed to say his name. When the current manager came in at his first uh, discussion with all the employees, he brought him up specifically as somebody who will never work at the station again. So I said, this is a guy we have to get on the podcast here at some point, Pete Shepard. And Pete, I drove up to New Hampshire. We talked for about an hour, as usual. Pete was funny, insane, rambling, passionate. It was classic Pete Shepard. He's my friend. I mean, I hope he comes back to the station someday. I have my doubts. We'll find out. But we'll also find out a lot about Pete here in this hour. Pete Shepard joins Enough About Me. Just to give you a little backstory. So we couldn't bring you into the station, of course. So why is that? Can you just let me tell the backstory first? All I right, mean, you're gonna talk story. the whole time anyway. Who, well, who are we uh, kidding hey, here? I'm gonna uh, sit back in about ninety I, seconds. I, I know. I'm gonna. Well, if I order you, you know why. We I might, learned, we learned to, it from him. We Go have ahead. To, you know, digitize your voice yeah. too. It's gonna be like you know. Yeah, yeah. So so I had to so I had to come up here to lovely downtown Nashville, which I like. I like this studio. I like it. There's a little bit of light. It's a, How'd you optimistic. like the goofy dragon out across the street? You well, see that thing? I did see it. People are people are nice here. They're friendly here. They're happy here. They are. Uh, it seemed to be to me. I'm not, All right. uh, so I show up here, and this is done. Nobody, one person, my producer, is aware of that this podcast is being taped right now. Now, you're, uh, our guy George, now here as well, that's two. You are three. I'm four. And well, that's people, Tommy. That's what I said. No, you said George. Would you, would you just let me tell my story? Well, I, just, I, mean, I want geez. to give him credit. Tommy, I'm sorry. I saw the name George. Tom, I apologize. So this is done. Secret, secret, secret. I'm going to say there's a 25% chance that anybody will ever hear this podcast. But so what? We're going to have some fun. My pal, Pete Shepard, who I worked together with uh, many times Mm -hmm. over a couple of years. We had a great time together, a great relationship, and decided to leave the station one day. I'm not really, I don't remember exactly how it ended. I think you quietly left and then went off into the night. Is that that correct? It's You know what? It's like right around this time, uh, what, three years ago? Uh, No, three years ago. 2013. Is that right? Yes, because I was just on with yes. Don and Jerry. Yeah, because yeah, right. that was when the Red Sox were in the World Series, and I was still on the air. And All right, let me ask you this. So yeah. I remember you texted me before. Do you remember doing this? I saying, pro- saying, listen, go listen. And I was in my house, and yeah. I sprinted and heard something that doesn't exist in EEI. It's gone. It's completely wiped out. Gone. You went nuts against management and have been banned from EEI since. This is my olive branch to EEI yeah. because you know how I feel about you. I want you back in the family. Uh-huh. But, but. We all know, as they know with me and with you, we're both a little insane. Yes. Walk me through three years ago. Okay. Well, 
it started out, um, you know, uh, there was talk about uh, me going back there. Uh, I had spoke with Jason several times. This was in 2000, uh, 2011. I originally got let go in 2010 right. on the night of the special election, the Scott Brown, when he first won. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was kind of like, you know, I thought I would be able to get into Sports Hub right away. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we didn't want to do, at the time, they didn't want to go the EI route, blah, right. blah, 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 Which blah. I kind blah, of, blah. I got the way I sort of understand. I, I did, but I, but everybody that worked there worked with me before in the right. past in Glenn. That's so it was, little, it was a little, fru- it was a little frustrating how they didn't want, we don't want that yelling and screaming. And there was all these excuses. And I was like. Although uh, you were, although you yeah. would have to admit that you were, you were very much, when you think Pete Shepard, you think Big Show. At that yeah. point, at that point, yeah. I mean that's that's a fair. But my question at the time to certain individuals was, "Do you think I can help ratings for the station?" They said yes. I said, "So why don't you want to hire me then?" Right. This isn't that the most important thing. Let's go back. Let's go, but yeah, get, so anyway, get, we'll go back. Right, yeah, all right, we'll go back. Get, so anyway, so so, uh, so was, I tried. So I get I get I get back and things are going weekends. well for yeah. Did weekends and did a lot of film. Basically, I did a lot of. I was almost full time part time. Yeah, you were a lot. It's on a lot filled in. Glenn and I were doing big shows together again, and then he got fired. So the whole time I was back there, I could not get a conversation with the gen, the then GM, Jeff Brown. So when you go through a year of a guy in, in the communication business, email, phone call, voicemail, never got, a, never got back to me. I just wanted to have a conversation with him. And, this, and I went through Jason, too. I said, Jason, you know, I can't. Jason Wolf or OPD, yeah. you know, who was very good to me. And, you know, we had a couple spats here and there, but overall, it was, it was a damn good program director, didn't micromanage. And I'm like, I can't get a hold of this guy. And he's like, I, I know. He said, I feel for you. He said, you know, he's not on weekends. So when I was filling for the week one day, and he came in, barged into the uh, studio during a break, and I was in there talking to um, Andy, I think, or whatever, okay. whoever right. was there. Right. I, and finally, um, finally met him. Mm-hmm. He looked at me, couldn't look me in the face, couldn't look me in the eye. Looked down. I said, "Hey, Jeff Brown." I said, "Pete Shepard." I said, "I've been trying to tug." He said, "Wouldn't look me in the face." And he's about a foot tall, shorter than me. It That's seemed at the right. time. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you know, it's just like I could see in his eyes, you know, like he just wanted nothing to do with anything in the past with right. me, Glenn, anybody. I think that's true. Oh, it's absolutely definitely true. with the guys I. He wanted with. to put his thumbprint on. He was going to put his thumbprint on the state. He was going to show Entercom, you know, what he could do. But anyway, so we went through. A good, I went through a good six or seven months of not being able to get a hold of him. I remember we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. And finally, I talked to my wife about it. I'm like, fuck this. I am, I'm sick of it. You know what? I said, this time, and I, you know, I could see the writing on the wall. And he wanted, I knew he was, gonna, he was trying to find a way to get me out. Mm-hmm. But I knew our weekend shows and doing stuff with you, mm-hmm. solo, filling in all during the week and all mm-hmm. the different shows, um, you know, was, was going really well. And... One day, I just you know that night I texted you. I just said I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna you know he's going to try to kick me out. He's gonna get he's probably going to get away with it, but this time I'm going out on my own terms. This felt like and correct me if I'm wrong. This felt like the I don't remember it well. I remember what you said pretty well, but I didn't the, yell and scream. Toward, no, you didn't. Yeah, toward the end of like a two to six shift or two to it was, five. It was six fifteen. I think we were leading up to Red Sox, or something? Red Sox baseball. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And um, so th- that happened. And uh, I just went on the air and I said, um, I said what I had, I said what I had to say. I said, look, this is not about Jason. This is about Jeff Brown, and I have, um, I have no respect for this guy. This place is going to go down the toilet. I said, I can tell you two things that are going to happen. I go, this place is going to drop in ratings. Number one, I said, and Jason Wolf is going to get fired. I said, he's probably going to get canned right before the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. I said, and this guy's going to screw that up too. Something that Jason has built up over the years is one of the best charitable 
things that this station or any station in the country has done. Everything I said happened. Came well, to fruition. Now, I mean, our ratings went up. No, your, ra- your ratings yes. went up, but a lot of th- a lot of yes. things happened because Glenn yes. was fired. Glenn yes. had already been fired when when well, yeah, I quit. It just happened. Yeah, well, a month had, or so. Yeah, ago, Glenn had already been fired. So right. the last technical big show I did right. was with Dale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so always a barrel of laughs. So like, no, I'm just we'll saying. No, but so so, it, so it, you're done. You do yeah, that. Your, yeah. pr- your producer that weekend was my old producer who just left about a month ago. Yeah. Sausage. Yeah. And I did you tell anybody? I told. Uh, I told um, I mean, him. I told him because I said, "I will take the heat. I don't want you to get in trouble." I said because the, the shit's going to come down on, on you. And I tell who was producing Red Sox at the time. He's not there anymore. He went to do golf. He went to do the serious golf thing. Oh, uh, real shit. good guy. He's got, he's got a nickname. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but if, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real. I told him, and he was like, "Wow." So anyway, when it all it all went down, of course, uh, you know, Jason called me, left me, you know, screaming at me. Yeah, you were and, done. And, at that yeah, point, yeah, like- I was absolutely, I was done. And then and I said, look, you understand my frustration, but this time I'm going out on my own terms. And I said, you better watch your ass because you're going to be next. I said, unless you really want to leave. And it sure as hell, it, it, it did happen. It happened right before the Jimmy Fund Radio telethon that right. he got either either mutually left or whatever. But when everybody, do- everybody there was pissed. Everybody oh, at oh, Jeff Brown. I, I, everybody. I, I, it was such a horrible atmosphere to work in, the worst I've ever been in in my life. But is there part of you that does that? And there's a lot of me that admires that, as you know. But there's part of you that thinks, once I do this, I am ending my relationship with this station. Because if a next guy comes in or next guy comes in, they're going to say, how can we trust this guy? Because if he gets a little bit pissed off, he's yeah. going to go insane. Except... You know, do you understand I, that line I, of I do. I do understand it, but I also think it was an extreme set of circumstances. I agree with that. Kirk. I agree. You no, know, I, I've lived, worked many general managers. I worked with a general manager who thought Lou Maloney was a former umpire. Okay, <laughs> um, that was the first time he came on the big show with us. I mean, I've, I've seen and done it all. You <laughs> I know, know that. From yeah. every, so, right, but I'm right. saying, you know, people can think what they want. Now, I mean, current management that's there. I got. I got no. I, I don't know Phil Zachary. I don't know Kevin Graham. Now, I I tweeted at Graham when he first got here because he had these goofy little tweets. And I was just being a wise ass. I said, "Where'd you get to come up with that one? Goobers or us?" And then he, he blocked. And he hates, blocked me. He hates you. He, he blocked me. You. This is the problem. But, well, I don't hate. Like, I don't hate him. He's, I know, but, but he's from, he's from Utah. I mean, doesn't you know what what credentials does he have to tell me how to do my job or your job? What does he What does he do? But this is what I'm saying. You're already getting yeah. angry. You haven't no, no, even worked no, with this guy no, yet. I know. You, you, you I'm, got, I'm, got, I'm willing to give everybody a chance. Why is he blocking me if he can't take a little goober joke I like agree. that? I, you know That's I, all I'm saying. You know I agree He could be that. the greatest guy in the world. But here's how I look at it. Yeah. And, and if they said to me today, should we bring Pete Shepard on the air, you know I would say, yes, two yeah. seconds, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think your relationship with 98.5 is probably not great. Your relationship with the EI is yeah. not great right now. Is any of that your own doing? Yeah, a lot. A lot of it is. And well, what, I, what do you do? What do you? Because there's a million things you do great. The, but what do you do wrong? The 98.5 thing is better than it was. It, it was, is. Much, yeah, much. Yeah, it's much better. I've re, I've reached out uh, about a year ago and tried to patch things up, which I, I I think we did. They just don't. You know, they have they have their yeah lineup, they get their they have their lineup set whatever. Right. And I and I told them you know if you ever needed filling or stuff you know whatever I'd be available. Have you reached but, out to us at all? No, um, but it well, has. Why not? It has, I mean, it's been, it's it been has, time. Yeah, I know. Well, I was, you know, when you when I was talking to you about doing my podcast, which is lowering the bar. That is true. <laughs> yes, yes, lowering the bar. I don't, is I don't, I don't raise podcast. the bar. Yeah, but so I, I thought maybe this could be, like you said, an olive branch, and maybe um, you know, getting the, the relationship going again. I have a lot of friends over there. I mean, that I respect. Oh, and I know. I like a lot. I mean, and I, I miss a lot of those guys and. I ha- look. I think Phil Zachary and Graham are doing a fine job. I'm not, and I'm saying that they're not. I don't know them, but I remember I heard mm-hmm. Glenn told me that they had a meeting 
uh, when he first not just got back there now, but from before. And when, Zachary when, said something like, um, uh, or, or somebody there told me in a meeting. No, it wasn't Glenn. It was somebody um, who doesn't work there anymore. Told me. He goes, yeah, Phil Zachary had all these things to say about Pete Shepard about, you know, I don't know who this guy is. And it was the first, I'll, and, I'll, I was in the room. I'll tell you what happened. Okay. So it was the first meeting that he had. Yeah. And he said, you know, uh, I forget what it was. He's like, I'm open. I'm happy to have open dialogue. And then he said, but when somebody, you know, has a blowtorch to the station like Pete Shepard, I think it'd be hard to work with him again. I don't think it was about what you did on the air. I actually think it was the Portnoy thing. The, uh, well, the Portnoy, well, that was, but the Portnoy thing was he wanted me to rip. Uh, Jason and I didn't. I right. did the opposite. All I did was talk about Jeff Brown. Right, but I think he looks yeah. at it as that's how he's going to go after management. Now I would say this: no. I have made a career of doing this now for the last three years, and they don't give me any shit about it. So I don't know. Sometimes I wonder what's the difference. I mean, you know. Well, you know, and you know what the crazy part is is that when I was um, when I was uh, before you were kind of you were still more writing than doing anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So when I was doing filling in with Dennis and Callahan, I mean a lot I most of, most of the yeah. summer. So I had proposed to Jason. For me to be doing what you're doing now, right? And he said that's not the direction we want to go in, right? At the well, moment, well, I'll tell you, Pete. When so I start- really, I should be you, because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they, I think that's what they wanted. But because sports, you know, do, me doing sports updates, I mean, it's no, a I'll, waste of fucking time. Well, I, I, mean. I so I went in there, and you know, they had Kevin Winter come in, who yeah. I think is does a good job at what he does. He does. He's actually he's a not, real good guy. Yeah. Not, not the right fit for that position. He was sleeping there overnight. He was still working yeah, there in Bristol. And he's it was just, horrible. And he's an update guy. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. And when they when they got rid of Kevin and they brought me in, I said I can't do like what Ke- I can't do what yeah, Kevin yeah. does. I can sit there in the room with these mm-hmm. guys and fight and debate. And that's what I remember that, you did. I remember that, you filled in a few times, and you and Dina went at it, you know, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, and Dina, Borges and that whole Dina, thing. Yeah, and yeah, called Borges out for the Bledsoe thing, having dinner at his house. He denied it, and Bledsoe <laughs> called in and said, "You absolutely were at my house." But and all that, you know, and Ron still won't talk about the, you know, everybody's a nitwit in Ron's eyes who doesn't. Uh, I mean, are you happy? You're, so we're here in Nashville. We're at yeah. W. Uh, what is it? The ESPN. The ESPN New Hampshire. Yeah, that's, there's no. So yeah, you're, on, you're on every afternoon. Every afternoon, three with, to six. Yeah, with Brad Johnson. My, with Brad Johnson. And, and who I worked with before when I was at 1510 NBC Sports right. for a while. We worked together there. He's originally from uh, Houston, uh, but played at UTEP. Okay. We played a very high-level college football and also uh, went to a couple of NFL camps. Are you happy Didn't doing make, this? I mean, could this be your job? Yeah. You could just do this? Is yeah, a well, I've, been, I've been here for a year, yeah. Yeah, I you mean, like it? Yeah, happy? I, I, I do like it. You cause uh, any trouble? No, this is this is a really cool staff. The program director think you're in. an asshole. Does the vice no, president think no, you're insane? No, no. They've, in fact, it's it's refreshing because is this true, Tommy? I, I, I think I think we all we share. Um, we have a staff meeting every Monday, all of us. So, like lack of communication that always happens between programming and sales that is, and management does not happen here every no. Monday for at least an hour. We all get together and. We discuss everything that's going on at the station. Air it out. Obviously, it's on a smaller level than in well, the EI. Well, sure, same thing. But it's refreshing to have that, and I think it's something that well, was that, missing that, at, yes. at Intercom. Don't you think for the many biggest years. thing, Pete, is yeah. that one of the big miscommunications is between sales and talent? Absolutely. And, and I don't. And the program director's put in a horrible spot because you know sales are telling him one thing, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to tell us that. Yeah. And when there's no communication at all, it explodes, and you go from being, you know, a little angry to totally nuts. And yeah. Like once it's the strangest, it's a part of the job I still haven't been able to balance, honestly. Yeah, and there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's just a, it's, a, it's a lot of bullshit ego going on, and, and 
you know, I know some people, I, I'm always, I take the, I'm like, I'm approachable. If something happens, spots or copies, something that has to be updated right away, right. come to me, even if it's during a break. I'm not that anal. I'm not, I've never been that way. That high, I've never been a high maintenance person to work with. You might th- people might think No, I've worked with you. I You're am not, not a not. high maintenance person to work with. Not. I am not one that flies off the handle. Like, Glenn looks like a fucking, you know, a, a, a chicken going nuts, you know, sometimes with his head cut off with the, my he, my headphones. And uh, he's not the only one. There are other ones. Dino, oh, Dino oh, is oh, any oh. more high maintenance than Dino? I mean. He's gotten less high maintenance. Yeah, well, he's gotten I'm older. proud of him. I'm happy for him that right. his but recovery's going well and all that uh, stuff. Here's what I can never understand. And I always feel ahead. bad for Chach when I filled in. Uh-huh. Why do those guys need 300 fucking pieces of paper in front of them every morning? Well, I'm a, every, I, I, every story. Well, I, don't, it, I, don't, I mean, to me, it's baffling to me. In this day and age, you can just put it up on the computer, look it up. If you haven't watched the games and DVR the goddamn games, but you're dealing with old, sure. you're dealing with older guys. It's a different. It's a that's no, a generational that's a, divide. That is a, a generational that's a divide. Bullshit excuse. It's There's reality. A it's a lot, it's a, I agree with you, but it's reality. To, but to, to try to sort out 300 pieces of paper every day is, you know, that's one of the reasons why you're not, you don't have a producer yet right now. I can tell you that. Well, I think I'm a big reason why too. But I think, but I think John and Jerry. I'll put it this way: I've worked with these guys now for three and a half yeah. years. Never once has John and Jerry said. Print out three hundred pages worth of shit. Yeah, they put together this rundown that's that's this fucking high, ten feet high. Ninety percent of it I don't want. One hundred percent of it I read. I know. So, I mean, you know, I, it's it's a good question. I I don't know. It's a it's it's a good. You pick, first, you, you pick three or four topics, and that's what you go with. And you know, and you know, yesterday, and no offense to you guys, the other day when I was listening, and I listened a lot to you guys oh, in the here morning. We go. Fucking uh, an hour and a half on which we trade Mike Trout. That's the shit you make fun of Mike Francesa for. I didn't do an hour and a half on that. Oh, well, I did like a it. segment <laughs> on that. What the fuck are you it's, talking it about? Seemed, it seemed oh, like it. You, you never it seemed do, like it on a slow day. Yeah. You never find some. Right, let's find some bullshit I, I just, and do it. I just thought it was funny you picked that topic because rightly, rightly so, rightly so. You guys rep Francesca, and we do it here all the time as well. When he goes off on, on tangents about well, nobody not, thinks, not Mike Trout, nobody thinks it's reality. But Cafardo wrote yeah, about just, it on a Sunday, and we said, oh, yeah. it's, it's a segment." I just it's only because I know you guys, and I'm like, I don't want I don't want to hear fucking trade talk right now, Mike. Trout. I don't care what Cafardo wrote; it's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to. In a million years, is that going to happen? Don't you find though? I, I find that I've done it more and more. I'm more interested in doing not guy talk is a dumb way to put it, but just conversation. Yeah, just bullshitting I, I agree. As opposed to sitting down mm-hmm. and you know recapping a game from the night before, I think is death. I I totally agree because everybody unless it's something major that well, happened. Sure, of course, yeah, of course. No, I, I understand. I understand that. But you know, there's other. You know, I just, like here. I talk about entertainment stuff all the time. Movies I see, right. TV shows, and things like that. I, I I agree. You can't talk. You know, sports. 24-7. you got to throw some entertainment in. I like to throw some of my... You throw, what I love about you, you do the same thing I do. I throw a lot about my personal life you in. To. Not to the extent of, you know... But I, I did a podcast with my wife in, my, in bed. Right. It was a fucking riot. <laughs> you know? She didn't want to do it at first, but it was a... You know, it was 45 minutes, but it, was pretty, it ended up being pretty funny. You're the first guest you know? I've had that has brought notes with him. Oh, I just brought what, down... You are, I, you are a pro. Yeah, as always. I always uh, what, are, what are these? What are these notes? What I have doing? Kurt Manahan that says Genesis writer to host. <laughs> then I have underneath Jason, me, Glenn, Murph. Okay. Uh, then I have, and I have. I didn't know if you're going to bring up Big Show Unfiltered. Um, We're going to get there. Oh, I know. So I just, I just wrote down. What is your relationship things. now? My my understanding is uh, your relationship with Orbit right now is not great. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is because I haven't talked to him in a few months. So Why I not? I haven't, I, I, have you tried to contact him? Has he tried to contact no, me? You tried to contact him. Um, I contacted him when his daughter was sick. Yeah, a few months ago, or last uh-huh. whenever that was. And I said, yeah. you know, good luck. I bless. I'm right. thinking of you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He said, thanks, pal. Which blah, is blah, fine blah. now. Which is yeah, great. which is yeah. great. That's the last. That's the last time I've spoken to him. What happened with you two? 
I mean, so you got back together. You did the big show. Yeah, we both should. Except the problem is, is that it, it, it was a great concept, and you know, let's put I mean, which was real quick. Which was so so when Glenn left after a little while, it was yeah. almost a year almost. No, yeah, it was. So we did the big show on Filter, which was essentially an online show. You were yeah. inside. We started St. Patrick's Day, of March uh, March seventeenth of two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So it was the two of you and Murph would be on. Thornton was on sometimes. Yeah. Meter yeah. was on. Meter was on. Yep. So Alex Raymer. Diossi, Fred. Diossi. So essentially yeah. it was the big show yeah. in a different, little more modernized yeah. format online. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. But nobody was going to keep driving down there. And I was driving an hour, 25 minutes one way every day. Right. He was at the compound in Cohasset. Essentially almost down the Cape. Right? Well, not, not, well, no, not pretty, really. Well, but but out, uh, it's, yeah, it was yeah, an yeah, hour yeah, and 25 right. minutes from where I live it was. And even in the South Shore parts of it, it's tough, it's tough oh, to get traffic to. Traffic there is murder. Freddie wasn't going to come from, you know, right. where, he, where he lives in Sudbury. Diasi, what I mean, just it just got to the point where sorry, there's only so much free time I can give you without mm-hmm. getting compensated for. Now, Glenn, to his credit, because I told him after about four weeks, I'm like, you know, I gotta have something, gas money, something. I can't keep doing this, you right. know, because I think the problem is, with all due respect to my friend Glenn, uh, I think he was gonna thought he was gonna be like Fonzie, snap his fingers, and all these clients were gonna come running. Mm-hmm. I think he expected some XEEI people to come on with us and do sales. That never came to fruition. There was a lot of oh, oh, a lot of big promises that were, and I don't know who's to blame. Probably a little bit of both. But all I know is I brought in the producer Jet Stryer from my other station. He was a great guy. You would love this kid. We we, we like him. He's yeah. awesome. And I also brought in the two interns that we have from Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Without those three, and if I, I can't even tell you the amount of work Jet Stryer put in, that show would have never even got off the ground without him. You know so. Look, I pat, I pat myself on the back and get him. Yeah, but I brought quality people that I thought would do a good job that I, I knew could handle Glenn. And I, I had a big meeting with Jet before that and the other two about, look, his bark is much worse than his bite, blah, blah, blah. I said, just, you know, and we are at his house. So, we, right. you know, and his family, they were very kind to me because they were, what I was doing was I was driving down there. Probably I was staying over here, his house one night a week and then staying at my other friend's house that I used to live in when I was going through my divorce. Yeah years ago and would stay there four days a week so, so i would you stay out there all week yes because it was it was for, was for, for a few weeks yeah because it just the drive was ridiculous so I what mean, happened so after uh the other problem was during that time is i lost my father mm-hmm. his and his two sisters all within a nine-month period to the day okay so i had to take i had i was off here i was off there my dad was really really bad for a good month, so there were times I just I had to be with them, and I had to be sure. in, I had to be in Rhode Island. So, you know, it's it's. But I remember going back to the show after my aunt died. You know, once my dad passed in August, it was um, I started. It just wasn't uh, it wasn't worth. It. I couldn't financially do it. I wasn't going to impose on my friends anymore to stay down there. Right, and he knew. I mean, he knew that. You know, I thought we had some money coming in sponsor wise. Um, I got a little bit. Which was, you know, I understand. I'm not, I'm not sitting there. The thing is, he told me and my wife to my face, and he can deny this all he wants. It's a fact, and this is something that my wife brings up all the time. He told me right to my face, look, Pete's going to get paid right away. Obviously, it's not going to be what he's used to, which I understood, mm-hmm. but he's going to get something on a weekly or biweekly basis. Well, that, that never came to fruition. There are other people. Murph hardly got, I don't know if what he got, and he got, he was there every day. He stayed more, lo- not that it was loyalty. He was, he lived in Weymouth, but even Weymouth to where Bo's house was was not an easy drive. You're not getting compensated. Uh, meters didn't want to, no, nobody wanted to drive down there anymore without getting it. was just, you know, it was a nice idea 
Then I tried to do it. We tried to get some equipment to do it from my house. Right. That really, it just didn't. Uh, doesn't work. It doesn't didn't it didn't work. It, it could have worked if I had spent more money, but I wasn't spending more money. But where does it go from that to not talking? I don't know you because don't know? I, I don't I, the way and the way I felt about it. And again, with all due respect to Glenn, if things had gone perfect on Big Show Unfiltered, my feeling was he was trying to get back into WEI no matter what. So if things had gone perfectly in the end. There would have been no more Big Show Unfiltered. He would have gone back to EI in two seconds. Unless we were really, really making some big-time serious money. Here's where I give Ordway so, credit, though. You know, a lot of guys lose their jobs in mm-hmm. this business, and they kind of, you know, try and go somewhere else. Or say, I'll give Glenn actually tried to do something. It didn't work, but, yeah. you know, it was a pretty noble effort, I would say. I, now, I totally The conversation agree. stuff, you know, that, that's, yeah, what you, I, that's between you guys. But, yeah. you, know, you know, some guys just, you know, quit or get out of the business or do whatever. Glenn looked at it and said, to his credit, he said, okay, well, what's, how is it changing? How can I, how can yeah. I try and catch up? Well, we had an opportunity. The problem was the house. The cell phone, the cell phone use, there, there, there were technical issues. We were trying to get out of there three different times. I know Jet twice had studios for us to go to. And for whatever reason, I mean, between it was all about the Verizon software with the Macs compared to the Comcast software. There's all this technical bullshit, you know. But I know we had an opportunity to move out of that house more times, a, a couple of times. And that's where I got really frustrated that we didn't, especially the one time in Braintree where Jet's father went out of his way to get a rent-free for us part of a building, a bank upstairs. Right. And Jet stayed over two nights in a row with the air conditioning to make sure it wouldn't interfere with the show. He put up some other, whatever it was. And when that didn't happen... Everybody that I know that was associated with it was pissed that yeah. because I thought, you know, it'd be a much shorter drive for me driving to Braintree. It's right there. And we've got free rent. I mean, what are you waiting for? Right. And the other thing was his ego got in the way. And, you know, we all have egos, but we were trying to get on, you know, this station, ESPN New Hampshire, which I eventually remember, they right. did. Right. And he was convinced that he wanted to be on a Boston station first or we would look stupid and silly. And I'm like, beggars cannot be choosers. We are in a startup company here. You got to take whatever you can get. Right. I said, Howie Carr's got a whole network. I said, those aren't all fifty thousand watt stations. Those are all thousand watt stations. But he's built a great network out of it. Absolutely. And a a huge following. That's what we need to be doing. I said, going all over New England and trying to find these smaller stations, and just build a network that way. Who cares what the fuck state we're on or what city we're on first? You know this guy forever. Yeah. Right. Forever. Pick up the phone and call him. Can't you pick up the phone and say, Glenn, we've got a long history together. I want to be your friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I agree, but he, you know, he could do the same thing. I understand that, but yeah. at some point, oh, I got to be the bigger man now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm just yeah. saying, you know. Is no, it, I, no, I have no problem with that. Well, but, I said some anger. No, I'm not. I'm, no? not, I'm not angry, and I'm glad he's back. At this, he's, yeah. I'm glad he's back. Wait till he takes over. When's he going to take over for Dino? <laughs> who's he taking over first, Dino or Dale? Which one is who's he trying to stab in the back? That's the real question. <laughs> what is your thought? And I know you listen to a lot of it. What is yeah. your thought of the, the state? Of sports radio in Boston right now. Start. We can, I, we can start wherever you want. Um, overall, I I mean I I like it. I think you know I I like you guys in the morning a lot. I I know you have a bad relationship with the with people across the street. Me, with, man. With Fred, with Fred. I, yeah. I still forget how that all started, but what, what, whatever. Right. I, I, but I've met those guys. They've always been nice to me. Mm-hmm. They, but I haven't seen them in a while, a few years, right. and it was before your little your little feud that you had with them. Um, Overall, I think it's pretty good. I mean, uh, there there are certain parts of it I hate. I hate the fake contrarianism bullshit. I hate it. From who? Uh, a lot of times from Felger. A lot yeah. of times from Maz. Yeah. And both of those guys I worked with for years, they started with us, right? Obviously. And uh, but it's genuine. I think Tony's baseball show from six to seven is awesome. 
I love that. That's when I go home. When I leave here, my show at night, and I listen to the, the, the kids that we have. I listen to Tommy and Mike on ESPN New Hampshire game night right. for a portion, and then I listen and I have Maz on. You know, he well, does well, a well, great think, job. Six well, to I, seven, well, I, seven. I listen to him sometimes too. I go back and forth like you do, and you know. I almost feel like the six to seven show that Maserati does almost repudiates his work from two to six. It's almost like he's playing a character from two to six, and then it's I, off, and now he's like, okay, Felger's gone. I can actually be Well, a his person. character from two to six is very simple. It's two words. You know what they are. <laughs> You're right. Yes, Mike. <laughs> You're absolutely yes, Mike. right, Mike. Yes, Mike. Yeah. it's But it's, uh, you know, I think he gets, uh, I, I just think sometimes they're focusing on the wrong. They're trying too hard to find some sort of conspiracy theory, something wrong, and they think they're, you know, you, you have that, uh, um, the people who say, oh, you need the Shaughnessy's in this world. You know, you need the Borgeses. I feel that way. You do- yeah, to a degree. But when you know, and not so much Ron, but we know Shaughnessy has these fucking columns already written for 25 years. That's it just true. says, pulls one out and does this. And the reason why I really don't like Shaughnessy at all, and I'll say this a million times, and so will Glenn. What the hell is that? Coming to get us. Um, <laughs> Shaughnessy tried to sabotage the big show. I can't tell you how many times. Way That's before what, your time. Yeah, Glenn's told me Coming in. Yeah. I mean, he's gone. We you know, I remember when we had... Um, uh, you know, Catherine, between Catherine Tappan and, um, oh my God, I heard a brain fart, uh, Ben Charrington's ex-wife. Um, oh, Wendy Nix. Oh, Wendy Nix, who was terrific. She's very good. Awesome. Very good in the big love show. Her, love her. She's doing a great job on ESPN. But what NFL would he Live. do? What do you mean? He would go up to him and say, you don't want to be in that show. It'll hurt oh, your career. He, would do that he did it to so many people. He's a lying sack of shit. And I have no problem saying that to his face uh, at all. You know, now to Borges' defense, I defend, you know, this is what he forgets. I was one of the ones on the air that defended him big time again before your time. It was like 1999, 2000. He had misquoted um, Hideki Arabu uh, for the Yankees. A pitcher. Oh, he said on the big show, right? Yeah, but somebody, yeah. he was quoting somebody else. And was so, he quoting hey, Steinbrenner? Yes, yeah, he was a Steinbrenner called Arabu a big, fat, pussy toad. And instead of that, Borges said a big, fat, you know, pussy jap or something like that. It was. Not meant. I thought he said pussy. Then. Said no, pussy, no, no, he used that. That's what oh, he said. But right. I, but I knew exactly. And I said, I said, no, Ron. It was, uh, you know, totally. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, he goes, well, you know what I mean. It was totally harmless. Wasn't? I mean, he didn't mean he was not being racist or anything like that at all. And it got blown out of proportion. Fucking Channel Two was doing shows on it. They're doing shows with uh other with people of um uh you know you know attorneys and other media people, but nobody from our station. Nobody from the big show. Right, and they're right upstairs from us. You know, so-called oh, right. PBS that that's broke, right? They're like the most profitable people in that's the, in the, that's in what the country. That's what happened with me to some extent when I got suspended a couple of years ago. Is Emily Rooney did her show, and yeah. it was this roundtable of four people who have never done fucking radio yeah. in their life. Yeah. They don't know what it's like, and you know, you totally. say something, you say five million things in the course of a, a year that you could be suspended for. Once in a while, it happens to catch, but you don't. Especially now, I don't know how you find yeah, I, the line is is moving in, in a oh, direction where it's pathetic. You can say anything now. I mean, you know, yeah. you can say anything and lose your job. No, absolutely. I mean, I, Stephen Adams last night I, he's, he's got to, he's got to apologize. Does anybody in the world think that he's saying something racist no, to his teammates? Of course not. And I was watching the game on Monday Night Football when Howard Cosell said that about Same about thing. the receiver. Right. And if you know Howard Cosell, the most non racist person sure, ever on the history, planet right. and they went back and, and footage and sometimes HBO will rerun the documentary right. they will go back to the early 70s him saying the same thing about white people look at that little monkey go he called they had footage of his family they, he got that from his grandkids right. he used to call them little monkeys little monkeys in no way shape or form did he ever mean some kind of you know racist statement when he said that that night and then right away Frank Gifford had to come on and say well you know we apologize and 
and in no way did Howard mean to. But, but and I felt the same way about Steve Adams last night. I think that was completely harmless. He just, you know, what do you think when you uh, you know, you look at let's look at our station for example. We have a mm-hmm. lot of guys who are older sitting in that one chair right now. Yeah. What do you think? And I, you know, get asked about it all the time. We talk, I talk to the PD about it. I'll talk to the management about it. What do you think of the guys in the market around right now who are like my age, say 40, 41 and younger? They're not jumping out at me. Yeah. You're jumping out at you, these young guys? No, not, Am I missing not a lot of them. But, but first of all, like you never wanted to be the one seat. No, no, I suck at it. Yeah, never. You didn't no, I would do, do shows that you. I'd say you sit there. I don't yeah, want to do and, it. you know, they would. And Jason would go back and voice like, "Well, who wants to win?" I said, "I'm not that anal. I don't care. I just well, want to do. Right. A, I just want to do." A well, good that was show. the thing with us is but, Jason. With Jason called me up before. He's like, "I want you to do shows with Pete. You guys are not going to get along. You hate each other." I got that from everybody. I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> I, I got mad at you the one time. Uh, the first time I heard you, I was furious because I thought you went. I. Now that I look back on it, I overreacted. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about furious at myself, yelling at the car, yelling at you in the car when you were going at uh, Jack Edwards. Um, I didn't handle uh, that well. I've told Jack yeah. that too. I went. You know what it was? Was it was? Yeah. It would have been a decent six minute segment that turned into twenty six minutes. Yeah. And, and if I did that today, five years yeah. later, I never yeah. would have done it like that. You're yeah, right. I, I, you're I, right. I understand. I, we've all been there. But you know how it is when things done. spill. Emotion yeah, spills uh, over uh, and it turns uh, into a train Absolutely. Ride. And I just thought. But that's. Like, but Wolfie was like, "You guys are going to hate each other." And I was like, "Well, well why?" Three See, other people told me that. I was like, first, I was like, first ten minutes, I'm like, I love this guy. I mean, you know, you know, it is is like when people think that you're an asshole on the air. You're almost yep. not an asshole in real life. And yep. the people who everyone thinks a nice guy on the air are generally more likely to be assholes in real life. Isn't that... I, I agree. And I thought... I really thought at the time we started doing weekend shows that we would have a chance. Oh, we love fun. But, we, but not with Jeff Brown there, we wouldn't have. No, no, And that's no, the no, problem. No, no, no. I, we, I think if this current management was there, we when we were fun. doing shows together, yeah. I think you and I might have our own show. I remember, I remember one time... Permanently. When I first but, started with, with uh, John and Jerry, yeah, maybe two or three months in... During the show, I got a, a text from Jeff Brown, and he said, come in here. And I went in, and it was at like 8 o'clock. It was during yeah. a break. And he's like, did I hear you chewing the bagel when you were talking the last segment? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, do you think Howard Stern would ever do that? Yeah. And I was like, uh, yes. People no, Howard Stern would suck on boobs during the show. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I mean, you've got to be kidding farts. me. Oh, my God. He's like, that's not professional. Get professional. And I was like, oh, this is what it is? Holy Get shit. professional. How many, times you know? we, how many times were you suspended there? Uh, twice. For what? Uh, let's see. Once, uh, we had, it was, it was during, um, it must've been 2003, uh, doing the uh, tent event down for before real post game show. So I forget who the client was, but, and the salesperson was, but, um, it might've been Chris Mm -hmm. and he's like, Hey, we got new vodka sponsors. You know, let's, you know, I know you like drinking vodka and sodas. Let's try. So I had, I had one too many, you know, I had a couple, one too many. And then, um, you know. What happened? It, it, I, you know, I got on the air and I was kind of funny. Oh. You know, for, but I, 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 right. for the first 15 minutes, I was kind of like, not slurring my words, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was a bad move. I'm a bad move on my part. I should have stopped. I should have stopped about an hour earlier and I kept, I had a couple during halftime, <laughs> but it was small. I thought they, they kept giving them to me. Well, yeah, and it's I, careful, it, it not was yours. Stupid. I'm like, I can handle this. You know, it's feeling good. The Patriots are winning, you know, it's, but, but it was stupid and I, I understood it. And then, um, second time. No, the second time was this, I mean. yeah. The second time again. This is when the first. This was not during Jeff Brown. This is yeah. yeah, yeah. Second time was a few years later, and uh, I had taken. I always took my one of my vacations uh, right after the Super Bowl, always. Mm-hmm. And so I was in Mexico with a bunch of people, and um, went on. I won't say the charter service, but it was a charter service which I will never take again. And it's the only time in my life I've ever taken a charter service, but. We got stuck in Mexico for like 25, 26 hours or something straight and coming home. It was ridiculous. And this 
company kept lying to us about a part coming in from Canada. We had military people there that were in desperate need of getting home. A lot of them recognized me uh, back then, you know, between that and doing Comcast two sure. or three times a week. It was different. So they were like, can you help us? We can't let this company get away with it. And I was like, I'm way ahead of you. I said, I'm going to go on the air Monday and I'm going to blast them for sure, uh, beyond belief. And I did. And I, told, I said, you know what? I mean, sometimes this, this stuff has to be told of what we went through. And this, I don't want the, this company to contaminate and poison your vacation because it's not the first time it's happened with these people. And it may not be the last. Were they a client? From what I understand, from what I was told, they were about to come on and be a client. Well, I hear you hear that all the time. Yeah, and that came from Glenn and someone else, and I wasn't—I really wasn't buying it. But anyway, there was a, it was somebody that lived in Hingham and was part owner of the Atlanta Hawks, so maybe you can figure that out. Both one-day suspensions or no? No um, weeks. The fir- no, the first one was uh, first one was three days. I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the second one was. Um, I think three days again, or two yeah. days, two or three, two or three days, and then it was just you know. Did you have any indication at all that you didn't get fired in 2010? No. Oh well, I'll tell you one. This is a great story, and Jason can back me up on this. In the summer, six months before I got let go, mm-hmm. I had you know I was represented by uh, Blue Sky Sports and Entertainment, Kim yep. Zayati, who she was great. We still keep in touch, and um, uh, she's a she was a big asset to me. I. Got her on the phone in June, mid-June, and I said, because they were phasing out the bottom-of-the-hour sports flashes at the time, yep. where I was supposed to do the com- comedic stuff, which I fucking hated. Right. Because it was just, I was just like, let me be myself and just, you know, chime in every once in you a like while. the Grandy thing. Yeah. And there right. were times where Glenn would say, even before, with the two guests we had, he'd say, look, I really need you today. This one doesn't know anything about this. This one doesn't know hockey. This one doesn't. And I'm like, well, this is why I should be a permanent part of the show. Which, right. But anyway, we digress. So the, So I said to Jason, I said, why don't. This is summer before you were fired. Yes, yeah, six months weren't before you, I was fired. You weren't, I, you weren't considered a permanent part of the show at that point? I was, but things were changing, and they, they were I, I could tell Glenn was talking to me less for whatever reason. I didn't have the bottom of the hour flash anymore, where right. it was kind of like my segment. Uh, it just was different. What would Orbe tell me if I asked him what was going on? What would he say? Um, I don't know. Were you doing? Were you know. not paying attention as, as much no. before? Were you frustrated no. in your role? No, not, was... no. It was just. It was like. If I chimed in like I used to, right, or whatever, I would just be like, I'd get this look, or be like, so I'm like, you know. And then one day he really flipped out on me on the air, and he goes to Andy and Brett, he's like, shut his mic off, you know. And, and and it was something like I was being funny with the guy, and Glenn took it completely the wrong way. He apologized to me after the show, right. But he's like, you shut his mic off. He goes, you know, you don't know what you're doing. I went in there after. I said, don't you ever shut my fucking mic off again, sir. I'm walking out of here. You can do the fucking show all by yourself. Right. I said, from what I understand, Glenn, and that's not, this is not my ego talking. I said, all I know is people tell me I'm the straw that stirs this drink that we have going here. I said, I feel like I'm a pretty big part of the show. I feel like you've made a lot of money because I've been part of the show. Right. Jason told me after the first year when I first hired an agent, that he's like, I never expected your role to grow so quickly. And it was almost like, I go, that's a good thing, right? He goes, yeah. I always felt, not Jason per se, but I always felt that management wanted us to do well, but not, but that, not well. that well because we don't want to pay out these bonuses. bonuses. Sure. You know, sure. which we, they were, we, you know, our agents negotiated, yep. I'm sure, you know, very generous ones that yep. we relied on three times a mm-hmm. year. So, of course, it makes you want to work harder or as hard. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, one book out of fifteen, we weren't, and you know, you know, we we most of us had had done bonuses that we had to finish number one. At first, it was finished first, second, or third, but then right. we, it became so. 
Right. Continuous did number one. But anyway, so I said to Jason, going back to the six months before, so I said to Kim, I called her, I said, something's going on here. I said, let's sit down with Jason. I said, I'd like to propose something to him where I am a floater or something that I can go on all these different shows. I said, because they're going to fire me. I said, I can see it coming. Oh, you can fill I was in making, for John or fill in for Dale or whatever at well, the time? Be a third man, a third yeah, man in right. for all these shows, wherever they want me to do. I yeah. mean, I was making a, a pretty good amount of money. Mm-hmm. Others, others were just signed million-dollar contracts. Right. Um, and so I, I could just see the writing on the wall, you know. And sure enough, you know, the, the January, I think it was January 10th, the special election, right after the show, nobody told me anything. And they all, they, you know, I was the last one to know. So 6 o'clock, six whatever. O'clock, 6 o'clock, 6.02, right. yeah. So Show Jason ends. standing, sitting at the, you know, sitting, I, I come out the door and, and Jason says, um, I got to talk to you. Do you have any idea then? I didn't, I didn't. But Julie Kahn was there as well. Ooh, that's she good. was crying. That's not good. She was crying. The mascara had run down in her face. Right. So I said, okay. So I go in and sit down. She hands me two checks, my latest pay, severance check. And they explained to me that. You know, it wasn't just me that got fired in the company that day. It was mm-hmm. about and around the country. I right. think it was like sixteen or seventeen yeah, people. It was a big layoffs, yeah. It was a big layoff, and it was about, you know, I don't blame Glenn for getting his money, but you know, it, it, a little bit less had it gone to me or spread it around a little bit, might have been. Yeah, but- I, I, I don't. I know. I know it's. I know it's tough. I, I, I know it's tough. I'm just saying, if to to lose a big part of. Was, was something special? But see, I'd say that's not Ordway's fault. I'd say it's no. management's fault. Well, I agree. I agree. Like, I'm, I'm, not blame, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming Glenn. Make, I'm saying everybody should fight for every penny they can get. Yeah, Glenn should say, you know what? If it's whatever, let's say it's a million dollars, I should get a million dollars. But you know what? Pete Shepard's important. But here's the thing: Does this make any sense? They paid me my full salary. I got paid every two weeks, just like I was there for eleven months. Was and, that part of your deal? No, they just paid I, I just you? That, no. I guess it was part of the deal. Right. I don't know why, but why would you fire somebody and pay and them, for, pay 11 them for eleven months? Plus, I was allowed to collect unemployment, so I'm getting six hundred fifty bucks a week or something from unemployment, which unfortunately had to go to my dingbat ex-wife for some bullshit with the house <laughs> that she wasn't paying the mortgage while I was away. So why were but they- I didn't care? But I'm, I'm 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 living the life. I'm playing poker for a living. I'm having a blast. I'm getting paid my full salary every two weeks. I'm like eleven months. I'm fucking sure so I'll have another theory? job. Somewhere. Why do you think that was going on? I don't know. I get, well, I asked. I did ask Glenn that. I was like, you know, he goes, well, it happens because I guess it happened to him too. When he left, he goes, that's the way they do it now. For the most part, they just want to make a change, and they're willing right. to keep paying you the money. To me, does that make any sense to you well, at all? Of course all? not. I would like for that to me to happen. I'm like, why you? wouldn't? Why would you want the show to change dramatically? And it did dramatically when I left. And I'll give the first person to call me, first two people to call me was Bill Belichick uh-huh. and Kurt Schilling. Right, and then you, Kurt, Kurt went on the air and said, "I'm never going back on again." Right, well, unless we, and then he went back. It's, on. it's not going to yeah. happen, right? It's Whatever. you're asking a lot. Yeah, um, but so that. So, but anyway, so getting back to Jason, so, do, you, do you think? Sorry, do you think that Ordway knew he must have known before? Yeah, he did, and I, look, he could. He I mean, did not tell. I mean, it's like I, a, he called me on the way home. He's like, "I'm so sorry," and I said, "You know, I couldn't say anything that day." And I said, "Well, I understand that." I said, "Because you don't tell people." Uh, with very few exceptions, that they're going to be fired because right. you don't know what they're going to do uh, on the air. That's why. Learned, I, that's we, why I went out the way. I did. As we learned, but but right. but anyway. So I, when I talked to Jason about being a floater, I said, you know, because I said I just sense something. What's going on here is not right, and he said, well, no, that's not the direction we want to go in. Right, now. I can't tell you how many. And he was a, he was a good PD. I enjoyed working for him. He wasn't a micromanager. I always respected him for it. True. Um, but I'm like, but Jason, I said, I could see the writing on the wall here. I said, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting phased out. I said, is there something? I said, what can I do to help? I said, I, I'll, I'll do my own show on a weekend if you want. 
you know, whatever, right. you know. He's like, no, no, we're pretty set. He goes, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. So the shit hits the fan on, on January 10th, 2010. They let me go. And I think it was about a month or two later, here comes the Numi experience again, experiment again. They bring Numi in to do what? Float around to different shows. Right. Paid him a bunch of money. Disastrous. Ended up being disastrous. Yeah. You know, same thing I wanted to do, but they said they weren't ready to go in that direction yet. So that that happened. And the, um, and, you know, the other part of that, you know, eventually Numi left and went mm-hmm. on bigger and better things. Now, mm-hmm. there's nothing against Numi. I love Numi to oh, death. great guy. Yeah. Love Numi to death. It wasn't his fault. Um, I had just proposed it before. The same thing I did with Dino and, 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 uh, and, and John before you got there. I said, what, I said, why don't you put me in as a third man? And I got the whole spill. That's, again, this is not the direction you want to go at this point. I go, these guys need something. They need me in there to, to spark some some dialogue i said look i know who's watching games i know who's not watching games i said i know who can break down games and just have some fun i said i can take anything that they can dish out and i can you know give it back i said but this is just not i said me doing updates and you know and doing those stupid little comedy routines at the bottom of the hour that wasn't you know mikey adams was great doing it when he was filling in for them that was that's that's that's, he's great what do you think great doing that what do you think of john and jerry I think uh, as far as just in general, the show, any, any thoughts you, any thoughts? Yeah, you I, I look, I, I got, I got, I've always, uh, maybe John and I butted heads a few times. We, butted, we certainly butted heads when, like, when the second day on TV, he threw a fit, you know, because Jerry and I are arguing or something. I thought it was good. We're having a good discussion, you know, right. something you don't interrupt. And John just stands up really abruptly. The chair goes back. Now the Nesson's camera's still rolling, right? right? And I'm in the other room behind, like, like we're oh, a meter's booth. Yeah, 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 meters booth. Yeah, meters booth. My Patriot statue is still in there, by the way. My it is bob, still my in bobblehead. There. It's still in there. Yeah. That's right. It's still in there. I actually bought it. So anyway, he's like, he stands up. He's like, we are not going to do it this way. Yeah, he does not like interruption. And I was like, oh, knock that bullshit off. Please. We're having a good discussion here. This is fun. People love this kind of stuff. You standing up and making, going crazy on TV and you try to get off camera. I was like, oh, God, I have to do this crap. But anyway, that was like the only thing that happened. And he was nice. And I was, you know, he, he bought breakfast a lot. I bought breakfast in a lot. You know, I, th- I thought overall we got along, but I thought it would have been better if I was doing exactly what you're doing now. Yeah. I, I proposed that right. and I was shot down. I got lucky. Like I said, sometimes just luck and timing. I just uh, said, that's, I said, it's not luck. Right. It's timing in this business. I, said, I, I simply cannot. If I go in Meter's booth, Meter was great at it. I said, I, I just can't do it. You feel like you're not. I felt like meter was good at it. I just yeah. felt like I wasn't part of the show. You don't. You I totally agree. And I'm like, like, why don't I say, if I'm going to do this, let me, why can't I be right in the middle of them? I can still do fight. updates. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you do feel like you're less than if you're in. Absolutely. In, in meter, like I said, yeah. managed to pull it off, but I just felt like I wasn't, I yeah. feel like you got to be equal and you feel like you're, if you're going to argue with somebody and you're in a little booth yeah. and they're in their studio, well, it, there's, there's a perception. To yeah, it. yeah. And that's why I think you've done an unbelievable job mm-hmm. and have, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say save the show, but, I, you know, I think you're a big reason why the ratings are where they are. Love you or hate you. I mean, that's just, you know, the best. And the other thing, too, is all the years I was there, and Glenn would compliment me with this all the time, and, you know, occasionally other people would say when they would go out and do those photo t- what a test things, whatever. And, oh, you know, the, the focus, so, groups. Ha- focus groups, which are some of them are ridiculous. But for me, it worked out great because they're like, well, half the people really like it, half the people really hate it. That's, you that's right? what you want. That's what you want, reaction. You know, you're never going to please everybody. And I've always, never been delusional enough in this business to, to think that. I think I've matured a hell of a lot. When I first got to, the, I first got to EI in 95, and, you know, John doing, 
Eddie Andelman and Dale Arnold updates during the old A team. I remember. And then John Wallach and I doing shows on weekends. So I was working seven days a week. I was working my ass off, you know, and I loved it. And you know, you know, you learn, you grow, you get, you get better. And and I thought, you know, filling in, you know, pretty early for Glenn on the Big Show was huge. And then when um, his daughter got really sick and it was like four months, and I was on. I mean, that's when I think I really started to to blossom. And there were a lot of people there. And again, this is not this is not dissing on Glenn, but there are a lot of people there that liked me the way I handled the show, and the way Glenn didn't. Actually, the one that people told me that right off the bat was Shaughnessy, believe it or not. But I didn't take anything he said seriously because I just didn't have a lot of respect for him. Do you think there's but, a – I mean, you look at the ratings like we all do, and mm-hmm. one station is one in the mornings. It's one, two, and they're both yeah. above ten. The, the the midday shows are in the top three both, and yeah. the afternoon shows are in the top – there is room, I think. I wouldn't you know, be really that interested in doing it, but there's a room, I think, for third sports station in town. Don't you? Yeah, I th- I think so. Um, you know, but you know the. Do you thing, want, my point, well, is, do you want, my point is, do you want to go back to Boston? Or are you are you okay here? If I said that you're going to be at ESPN New Hampshire for the next, how old do you know? Forty nine. Forty nine for the next ten years. Would you chronologically, say? but deep down, <laughs> oh, like it. nine, twelve. But yeah, yeah. Would you? If I said that you're ESPN New Hampshire, you can make a nice living. You know, you're going to do your show here. It's not going to be as large an audience, but yeah. for the next ten years, would you say okay? I'm happy with that. Or is there a party that's like I want to go back and give this another shot? Oh, I'd be lying. Of course, there's a part, another part of me that wants to go back and give it another shot, even if it's part time. But you can uh, you do know, both. I, that's I what mean, I mean. I would. Look at Arcand; he does both. He does. He does a great job. Christians does, does does a great job. We did a show together for about a year, right? You know, so you stabbed him back. No, not a, no. My sources are telling me that. Yeah, they stabbed him. <laughs> Mutt thinks I stabbed him in the back. Who, Mutt? Uh, no, he does. no, he doesn't. Mutt's a great does. guy. No, no, no I love no. Mutt. I lo- oh, no, I lo- thinks no, you no, stabbed Mutt no, in the back? No, this, because this was when, this kind of, this got blown out of proportion. At the time, he might have, because I really thought Merloni and I were going to do a show together right. at one point. I also thought at one point, Tom Carr and I were going to do a show together. Eh. Yeah, I know, but I like to, but it was, this was, this was you, you and know, Lou would have been a pretty good show. Yeah, I think it would have been, Yeah, it, I, I think it would have been really good. And, you know, I kept hearing, this is when I was back the second time. I kept hearing, you know, rumors, you, you know, they're going to keep. Well, they were they're always, keep, they were yeah. always at, you know at those, crap. You know but I, this is one of the things I wanted to discuss with, with Brown. I wanted to see, is this real or what? Because if it is, I'm very interested. I think Lou and I would do well together. I said, obviously. And again, a big part of it was. So then you were interested, produ- you were interested in Mutt losing his job then? No, I didn't. Well, think, yes, I, I, that's I, what I didn't saying. think he'd lose his job. I think they right. were going to move him to, at nighttime, you right. know, with Mikey and, and do. This was before I think he was doing Red Sox Way uh, before, stuff. Yeah. 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 So I just heard that there was going to be some shifting going around. I just wanted to meet, whether it was true or not, I just wanted to meet with my boss, the is, real boss, and, and find out what exactly what was going on. But he never wanted to you meet You know I know Mutt. Mutt is zero. Mutt has never said I, anything uh, negative about you ever. I, not I, I, I think Mutt is awesome. I, I think he has grown leaps and bounds since uh, five years ago. Yes. But that was, again, that wasn't his fault. And I heard Lou and him talking about it today, you know, about, you know, when Jimmy Stewart left. and Right. Really left him in the dust. Now I've never had a problem with Jimmy. I've always gotten along with him. Me too. I, no I, I, I have no problem right. with him. I think he's a good kid. But I understand where Lou's coming from. Absolutely. See, but I, but I, I, I would I would disagree with Lou. And I should have been disagreed stronger in the podcast. If Jimmy Stewart is making a deal to go to a different station, he's. I, I'm not telling anybody yeah about that. No, you no can't. You, you, you can't. So what's your problem? So what? What is? I don't understand Lou's problem. Lou's problem was they went to him to be a sounding board to try to help them get the show in the right direction, and he was not interested. He well, was. He was, a, he was, he was already, too busy. Right. Well, but but that is but the that's, nature. That's the nature of this business. That's management. That's fault. I, that, that's, I, I that's not Jimmy's fault. Somebody somebody in charge has got to say what's his contract situation. Yeah. Is he looking to go? You got you got to pay attention to that yeah. stuff. The the communication 
ironically, in radio is the fucking worst of anywhere. Uh, of course it anywhere, is. Anywhere. Of course because it is. everybody, first yeah. of all, everybody's insecure. Yep. Everybody wants to move up. Everybody thinks they're better than the other guy. Everybody wants the other guy gone. Everybody else has somebody else they like. Yep. They don't trust management. They don't trust sales. It is, yeah. and, and nobody ever steps, nobody, there's nobody there who can ever sit you down and tell you the absolute truth. You never know the whole truth. Yeah, I agree. And you're you have waiting. To, you're saying, just just tell me. I can you, handle You're going to find out in the media. Right. You're going to find out yeah, you're you, gonna, know, you, right. you know, about public documents. That sometimes management doesn't just, understand everything is already out there. We can just step to well, that's the other dig thing. and find it. That's the other thing. Yeah. Right. So, long, long to get back to it. So yeah. you, would, you, would, you, would, so you would come back to EI. Yeah. You're open I, you wouldn't have a couple of years ago, but now you're, you're open to returning. I won a couple of years ago because Brown was still there. What's I'm one, saying? He's yeah, not, abso- he's not there now. No, abs- absolutely. I mean, it's just I, um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I didn't miss it. I mean, I do. I miss being around my boys. I miss being in the city, and and I lived there for a long time, and have a lot of friends, and still have a lot of friends at the station. Now, what I think is interesting is how this little get together came about. Can you, you go into that? About, how do you mean? Like, who first you can came say up whatever with you it? want. Was because what I'm hearing is this was I think you I hope I don't get you in trouble for saying this. I never get in I trouble. Did. All right, I've only been so this four was, times. so Tim Murphy knows what's going on, right? <clears throat> uh, I think he has deniability. I plausible think he, deniability. Le- I think legally has plausible deniability. <laughs> I think he. I think Tim Murphy sent a document to another person who's not me, is not you, mm-hmm. with a bunch of potential potential yeah. guests. Yeah, you were on that list. You've always been on the list for me and Ben yeah. Kitchen, our producer. Yeah. And we looked at that list and said, in a way, that's sort of permission. So we decided to run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, we're doing this right now. We've been doing this for how long have we been doing this for, Tommy? Do we know? Um, He's the best in the business. Yeah, isn't he, Pete? He Nothing is. gets by this guy. <laughs> Half hour, 45 minutes? We're going on an hour now. Are we really? Yeah, Shit, that's great. You probably get going, Pete. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm well prepared for my show. Uh, trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional, sir. <laughs> no, so. That's a good point. But no, but sorry. So, so there was that. So, so we said we're going to do this. And for the, this is the only one we've done so far. We were, we will, in fact, have to tell management that we're doing this with you. Yeah, I don't. I, part of me doesn't want to. I just want to drop it and be like, you know, Pete Shepard's on this week. He could be suspended. He, I mean, did they, did they really send a memo out saying you can't say my name? I, I mean, that there's never, there never a physical memo sent. I out. mean, we were told by Wolf. Yeah, at, that Monday. So yeah. that was on the Saturday. Well, right? yeah. So Wolf came in Monday because I was with John and Jerry. Then he came yeah, in and, I, and he said, "You can't say Pete's name." I understand, but, that. but 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 that is we say you hear us. We say your name. Oh yeah, but that but that, but that was right afterwards right. and Brown and and then you know. I think well, Wolf's Jay- problem was Wolf's ultimate problem, and you said it, and I would tell him this while while it happened. I said, Jason, I understand you have to go along with him, but if you continue to go along with him, you're going to get fired anyway. Yeah, yeah. and I said that. So to you can either disagree and, yeah. and keep your and keep your pride and get fired or go along with it yeah. and get fired, just buying yourself a and, month or and two. And we've had multiple conversations since then, believe me, because Jason was part of Big Show Unfiltered right. Startup and tried to do some things getting going. He's and doing along, great now. We get along great. We, yeah, you know. I, I, and I, I've got no problem with him. And I know, do you, my, believe, you know Jason Wolf much longer yep. than I do and better than I do. There is no fucking way. That Jason Wolf heard Mike Salk's voice and said, "This guy would be a better Absolutely fit than not. Glenn Ordway well, for now, the station." Now, you got to picture this. Uh, you know, imagine this is at the very fucking end. You know, this is another thing that that really put me over the edge. <laughs> I'm sitting there in my goddamn office for that I've been in for years. Glenn's been fired. It's me. I'm getting ready to do the show. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and the, I'm right. getting ready to do the big show, and I can't remember whoever it was with. And this went on for because I filled in the last week. I did the big show the last five shows, if I remember correctly. Before Salt got there. Before Salt got there. Okay. And he's in there with Andy and Brett. And 
I mean, absolutely. I'm listening. Is to Brett him. still there? No, no, no. He was still there at the time. He yeah. was. Yes, he no, was. No, he's not there now. But I'm saying he, he was. was. He was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He Go was ahead. for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, and and I'm listening to the conversation as I'm preparing for my show. And he's sitting there going, well, we're, we're going to be doing this differently, you know, and this bumper music, you know, and he's going on and on and on. Then one of the interns came in and said something about Gonzaga, and he says it's Gonzaga or, or vice versa. And I just, I just looked at him. I go, Sock, you have no fucking chance. I said, you'll be gone in six months. I said, if you make it six months, I'll be stunned. I go, but you have no chance. I go, I don't know how you do I said, I hope you, I didn't, I, right-handed guy, I said, I hope you didn't sell your house in uh, Seattle. I said, I hope you didn't. It was, it was. The single worst decision ever made, maybe yeah. in the history of it was in. I remember we, I heard his first segment, and I was driving home, and Mutt was done with his show, and Mutt called me two eighteen, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, and I said to him, "It's it's over. It's fucking over. You might as well yeah. fire him right now yeah. and move on." It was yeah. the worst fit ever, and the big the biggest problem with him. Is he was just an asshole? Yeah, like, no question. Like there are guys in the air. We, we work with guys in the air who suck yeah, all the time. Yeah. That, that's part of life, and if they suck, so what? Not everybody's great in the radio, but he sucked. And he was an asshole. He was an asshole to little, you know, so-called no. little people, which is even worse. Kirk, I remember the first day. This was, this was that. This was that day, and he's sitting there. By the time walking from our office to the bathroom, four people came up to me. One, our you know, Bill, a big production person. Mm-hmm. Two salespeople. Somebody else saying, "Who the fuck is this shithead? We're right. gonna kill him." Right. I mean, they. I mean, the salespeople want to take him, like, him out back right. and beat him like a, you know, like like a sixth grader. You know, there him. are people. The people yeah. hate him on the radio, but they actually kind of yeah. like. Yeah. He wasn't one of those guys. People no. just said he sucked. No. And he's he, an, and he's he was a I, he was no. an arrogant beyond arrogant prick. And I mean, it's just unbelievable. But again, that's that was Brown. I'm gonna put my. You watch. I'll show Jay. I'll show you what I can do. Look what I can do. You yeah. know, and I had no idea. And then Ben's coming in after that was almost nearly just a bigger disaster. Although Ben's is not a bad guy. I'll say this. I know, yeah. you know, I know the Ben's experiment didn't work, but I think yeah. you'd, you'd like Ben's. He's a good kid. Yeah. He worked hard. It just wasn't a fit. Sometimes yeah. it's just not a fit. Yeah. Yeah. Salk was just an asshole. And yeah. he was close. He yeah. also almost ruined the company. I mean, fucking I, ruined I know. the company. They were flying him down to meetings in oh, Fort Florida. Myers. Brown was flying him down to meet clients. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who are you? Mike fucking suck. Yeah, I worked at 890 where, you know, four people and a dog could hear me, you know? And then Falco worked there, too, at the time. I mean, Falco he was, was at 890, too, right? Yeah, he yeah. was, you but know? The other but, thing is, is, and you know it now better than anybody, I mean, you're from here. I grew up here. Saul grew up here, but he's not from here. No, You have not. to be yeah, from, absolutely. have to be from here. I yeah. don't, Felger's not from here, but he's been here forever. Well, that's a problem I have, too, with a lot of... Between Nesson and Comcast. Oh, totally. I mean, totally. It, they, it's just, you know, Nesson's just, no, there's, there's issues. I mean, it's a joke. It's I, a joke. I, I, I love, uh, you know, and I have Jack on, I have Tom, I have people well, on those from guys there. are different. They're but different. I have, to, I have to, you know, you have to go through a different channel. But I remember Glenn having a conversation back then with when, it, when new management took over there about 10 years ago. They had no idea who any of us were. I believe and it. I mean, how can you not know the number one sports radio station and the, and the people that are working there on the air? Absolutely no clue. And then when I dropped you guys, I was you know that didn't make any sense. Yeah, it was just, my kind of my fault too. But uh, what, what, what Dunkin' Donuts? Or uh, no, no, I said a lot of stuff about Remy and Jenny Dell, and I was negative toward Nesson. And you know, but my my yeah. argument to Nesson would be, yeah. don't be boring. You know, yeah. don't don't suck. If you do yeah. a better job, the game production is fine. Yeah, everything else. You see these people, you're right. I don't know who the who are they. And, and you just Comcast had L, 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 L Duncan just left to go to ESPN to do well, but, Sports but Center. Are you go, you but, fucking kidding me? But they all go to ESPN. Right? I know and Scott that. went there, but, but that I, I that know. to me, Pete, is an indictment because ESPN wants people. All due respect, I know we're in the ESPN building right no, now. No, no, but no. national ESPN wants to be boring. First of all, let me tell you something. 
I maybe told me off the air that we you, are, you're not allowed to criticize ESPN. No, we are our own separate <laughs> brand here at I ESPN know. New Hampshire. We criticize Bristol constantly. I am on their ass all the so. time. I would hope so. You would have to be. Absolutely. I wouldn't take any crap from uh, Tom. Yeah, I don't take any crap from them. I praise them when they need to be praised, but it is uh, so much minutia. I've seen the memos that have come out of there. They are so anal about if somebody breaks a story, they will wait two or three hours before unless one of their guys confirms it to put it up. Oh, you see and, it all the time. Yeah, that's why I was stunned the other night when they put the TNT stuff up there with Barkley, you oh, know, grilling uh, Dwight Howard. But, the, but we did. I think the but, time, I think, I think it is time for you to return. I think a couple of years ago, you know, you know what's helped you a lot? You know what's going to help you? Who's going to get you back there? Me. My attitude I, at the station. I'm with you. The things I talk about is yeah. going to help. They're going to say, well, Minahan does the same shit as this guy. Yeah. Now, a little bit of professional advice for me, Pete. I've been in this business a lot longer than Please you. Please tell me, yeah. You, you, you have, when you sit down and talk to these people, now you should reach out. I think Graham would want to. I, you mm-hmm. would like Graham. Graham's a good guy. I, I, I don't I know. You think I, I, a, will, I, I know do, you think he's a goober. No, but I think a lot of people are goober. But I didn't, but he, I didn't but mean. He's, he's a, he's, I think he took it in a way, and it was probably right because he just first got, got here. There, he was a little sensitive. Just, he's, just, I'm telling you, yeah. he's a good guy. He, I, he's I, had I my back. You, he's I've had heard, my back in a lot of shitty spots. I, I've heard you say it many times. Right. So I would tell you, I will take your word for it. Many, a few other people, I wouldn't, but I would take your word for it. He's a good guy. If you sat and talked to him, I I think the door's open. I think this is going this is if it gets on the this is going to help. People miss you. I know that people miss you. I, I know it and and I know that uh certainly uh, you know your podcast is one of the tops in the country already. Um you know and I would look I'm I'm open. I'm open to discussion. I, <laughs> I am. I mean I've been very loyal here and everything else but well, you can you know, stay. so you can I can do still both. Do, I could I could you know, I'd be more than welcome to to still do both and uh, and have a discussion absolutely what I else mean, what else is on those notes anything else you got to ask me or nah, you nah, I was going to say uh, no nothing else no no that's all it's all up there and you're going uh, for the for the, so you think I should you should re, I should reach out after this podcast airs I'd wait a couple of days before before the you know before the yeah. before we get What the chances time? of this podcast being aired give me a percentage and be <sighs> don't bullshit me Tommy, has this been the, is, is, is this been insane this podcast or no? This is incredible. Really, but I don't think it's been like this has not been bomb throwing. I don't no. think. No, it's not. I don't. There's no. I've, I'm, I'm past. But management will think of the management yeah. will say, well, what if they? What if Pete thinks I'm an asshole? Well, here's today? the thing. Then what? Here's 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 the thing I can promise you. Are that. you ever going to go on the air and do something like that again? No, but I've never felt I had to do it anywhere else because there's always communication. Has the always circumstances been open. were so extreme. I have, even though I haven't met them personally, I know Phil Zachary and Kevin Graham are at least open to dialogue. They will have communication. I think they respect their employees enough that if somebody texts you, I mean, if I ever text Jason or something during show or email and something, yeah, come and see me after the show. That was never an issue. Right. It was never an issue with, with on the whole with Julie Kahn and some of the other GMs that were there before. It was never an issue. I mean, I've always agreed with what they said, but just to come in and have a discussion, that's all I asked for. So was that too much to ask for? I don't way to go to go ask the GM for discussion. So if they wanted me to sign a waiver saying I'll never try, I mean, I would, I would do that. Whatever they, whatever legal action they want to take as far as, you know, restricting what I had to say only regarding that, right. you know, then I would have no problem with it. It's not, it's not something I would, I, I can promise you it's not something I would do anywhere. So you're going to talk to Graham. Again. You're going to talk to Zachary. And you're going to call Ordway. <laughs> You're gonna start. You're I, gonna start. You're gonna yeah. make things better. You're gonna be the uh, bigger man. You're gonna reach out. I will. I will. I will do that. But you have to tell me after this. This podcast airs. What was, what was the percentage you gave me? Of what? That this podcast will actually air. I started when I started. What did I say? Twenty five percent. I'm gonna say they. They have. Be they that. have some. Not respect for me, but they. They. They generally they let me. Let me eh, they let me do what I want most of the time. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's a coin flip. Five. Five. Six out of ten. 
we got to get past, you know how it is. Initially, they're going to say, uh, I'm going to say I did the podcast with Pete Shepard yeah. on the slide. No, 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 no. no. Well, let's not, say listen to it. I'm going to let them listen to it, which I never exa- let them do. I'm exactly. Listen to it. You're not going to have a problem with it. After that, I think they're going to say, eh, and then maybe, maybe. And then I think they're going to say at the beginning of next week, yes, we can do it. So a week and, from, what's today? Tuesday? Yeah, today's the Tuesday. So Tuesday, yeah. whatever it is. So a week. So when we tape this, it'll have been nine days. I think it's going to come up. I think it'll come up. I think I think it's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. And so you're going. So what are you saying you're going to do with it? You're going to put it on your podcast as well? Yeah, yeah. Without my permission? No, I'm going to wait. No, it has to be. I will not put it up there until you tell me it's okay that you're. Well, who doing said it? that we're going to do a dual podcast? Who the fuck said that? Which we agreed to. Well, we never made that agreement. I, I, I said, would it be okay if we... To who? I said to you... You did? I said to you, if you... I said, if we do this... I'm kidding. You can put it up on No, I mean... <laughs> but I, I, what I said was, I will never do anything until you get it up on yours first, well, obviously. that's a deal. Right. That's uh, a deal. Absolutely. Well, it doesn't so make any that, really, make a lot nobody, of sense that way. And there's been memos sent out to the you station. You walked me along. I know. We nobody, got, we got the, nobody's going to say anything that you're even here. Good. And we're going to... I think we're, it's 2016. We're going to yeah. hear you on the EI this summer. That's my prediction. You're welcome anytime on the Minahan Show featuring John Dennis and Jerry Callahan. <laughs> you want to fill in a little bit this summer with us? I would. Yeah, you're in. Me? So and you're saying you're in. If we, if the, yeah. if the invitation's there, you're going to come back and do it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Good. It's just different. And it- Thanks for listening to Enough About Me with Kirk Minahan. If you want more great podcasts, it's pretty easy. You can go, go to the WEI mobile app. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to iTunes. You can look up Enough About Me with Kirk Minahan. You can find the ones with Sean McDonough, Bob Ryan, Dan Shaughnessy, David Portnoy. There'll be more. And what you can do when you like them, you write a review. That'll help us out a lot. You give us a rating. We can help you. You can help us. Get that done. Do it right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.